yesterday i was like john do i have a fat ass and he goes it's athletic i was like no that's not, <laughs> not the answer i wanted i said and we're gonna try this again this podcast john. is give it to you straight And welcome back to Give, Give It To Me Straight. Straight. I'm, I'm John. Alex. I'm John. <laughs> I'm first. I'm Alex. I'm first. I already said it. You're so rude. <laughs> What's up, girlfriend? I don't know. Nothing. Just Wifey? Ate, just ate some meatballs. <laughs> nice. Nice. Chicken meatballs. Oh, it's a beautiful day outside. It is. My ass hurts from doing some hip thrust. Still, John, just massage my butt. I do once in no, a while. No, you don't. I feel like I massage you all the time. There's and nothing you never. You like I massage you, but really, you like jam your finger in my shoulder blade. And you're like, there you go. <laughs> That's where your knots are. My what? Your knots. My knots. <laughs> your, okay. Your it's nuts. like what? What? So, we were really exciting. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Guest today, but this, before we go into that, what's your high? Let's just get through them. Or do your low first. What's your low? So. Uh, they're they kind of correlate together my high and my low. All right. So my low is I don't get to see you know I don't we don't get to spend time like actual quality time with our families you know because we're just constantly busy time management is tough and so like when we come t back to Richmond you know my family wants to see us but like we're just we're so burnt out because we were around your family twenty four seven. Well, and we it's not back, even quality time there. We're just working. I know, and we just want to be alone. But we have so much stuff going on, so I just feel bad that we really haven't been able to spend the time that we, that I would like. And um, but my high is that I at least got to see my dad for a little bit and play some golf. Yeah, that's fun. I had to practice my swing anyways because we have the wedding. Except coming it was up. like ninety-five degrees. It was so hot. My dad wanted to play eighteen holes. I'm like, I'm so oh, sorry. I'm did dying. you play eighteen? No, I only played nine. Oh god. Well, you're playing this upcoming weekend. So by the time this comes out, you would have already played. You're playing on Friday. Yeah. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Oh my god, so exciting. <sighs> Nervous. Why? Do you, you know, because I'm not a good golfer. You yeah, know, but I, I think, hope everyone else sucks too. I think too. the group of guys going is just, it's for fun. It's not really competitive. I don't, I don't play anything for, for fun. fun. That's a good point. Yeah. That's if true. I'm playing, I'm playing to do mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> do you win at golf? I mean, you can, the less strokes. Anyways, it doesn't matter. <laughs> All right. What is your low? <laughs> I win at golf too. Oh, um, wow. <laughs> my low is, I just feel like I've been a bad mom to Kobe. Like, he just, He's traveled so much this year and he gets left behind a lot. Like if we We were supposed to have Kobe in a TikTok <laughs> that we were doing for a brand and we forgot, forgot him, him in, in like, New York. He was written into our script and we left him in New York. Completely so we forgot. Use, we had to use my sister's French bulldog, Verna. Yeah, she Vern did great. In. Vern, just Vern. Vern. I call her nipples. <laughs> well, she, she had a few litters of puppies, but she's a cute French bulldog. So our niece, she played Kobe's part. But I don't know. I just, I feel bad. It's like if you had a real child, like a human child, you wouldn't just forget them. Like I consider Kobe my real child. And I, I wouldn't just... be surprised. I'm sure there's plenty of people out there who <laughs> forgot their children. I just miss him. And, you know, it's just, it's a crazy year. I just like want to be around him. So having him or being at the house without him, it just feels very empty. Like... Alex was like sitting on the couch. We we're watching a movie. And she's like, like this is where Kobe would sit. And like, where is he? Like, it just, it feels very empty. So that's my low is I just miss Kobe. But my high. My high is that he's not here. You already here said your high. Because Alex doesn't walk him. I walk him. So him not being here is nice because 
we don't have a, a, f- I a said, fenced in yard. If we're getting another place and it's not fenced in, you get to walk him. Cause I said, like, I just want a fenced in place so I can just let him out. I like, I take Kobe on intentional walks, but that's like downtown. Like, I don't, yeah, I'm a not year bring, ago. I'm not bringing him on a walk on a highway. Like, there's nowhere to walk him here. There's no trail. There's a greenway. It's, it says greenway. It's literally maybe a tenth of a mile. So it's. He's old. That's all he needs. No, he doesn't. We like we would walk all the miles in Rawls. All right, what's your low? My low. Oh, that was no, your low. That was what's my your low? high? My high is that we are completely booked for weddings for 2022. Calendar is solid. Yep, that's awesome. <laughs> so it's done. It's Locked just nice. In. Like I feel like years passed. We never really like drew a line for boundaries to say like we're booking X amount of weddings. Like we always pushed it a little bit too far. And especially this past year with reschedules, like we just, this year has just been absurd because obviously we're doing almost double the amount of weddings that we would. I'm, I'm happy for us that we like kind of set a, a limit for ourselves. You're for like next confident year. with the, yeah, with the number that yeah. we booked. And so we're completely booked. Um, and if people do reach out to us, we have a strong list of recommended videographers that we love in the area. We just constantly refer each other work. So if you guys um, ever reach out to us, we can send you to some other talented videographers. We got you. We got you. Okay. Um, so, so we're super excited. This is our first time having a virtual guest on you guys. So we've been putting off having a virtual guest on because of like technical things. We're like, I don't know how to do it. Like if someone's not in person, but today we are talking about wedding planning. So who else would we have on besides someone who we've worked closely with? She did our wedding and it is our friend, Erin McLean. Um, but before she comes on, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of backstory on her. She has been planning weddings for about 14 years. She's the owner of McLean Events and has recently started a online virtual wedding planning service called the Virtual Wedding Planner. So even if you are not having like a giant wedding or you don't feel like you need to have an in-person planner, day of coordinator, whatever that looks like, but you're not really sure where to start. She has created an online service essentially to walk you through the entire process because planning, especially like this year during COVID or just as a bride in general, well, in general, it's stressful and now add stressful, COVID to it. But like, you also just like, don't know where to begin. I feel like, you know, we've talked about that before where it's like the curse of knowledge. We just assume that everyone knows you know, where to start when it comes to wedding planning. So we have her on today to give her tips, her expertise on planning a wedding, how to incorporate your significant other, and just all all things weddings. So we are super excited to introduce in. our guest, Erin. Hi. Thank Hi. you for having me. Thank you so much I'm for excited. joining. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, yeah. You should be because you are our first virtual, not in-person guest. Oh, hey. Okay. I know. It took, All we right. were like very nervous because obviously there's a lot of technical difficulties that we could run into. Just for instance, we spent about like yeah. 15 minutes before just trying to figure trying out. Trying to unmute our mics. <laughs> yes. It was 11 minutes, like 11. <laughs> <laughs> So Erin, you are the expert in all things weddings. How long have you Got been it. in the wedding industry for? I have had my business since 2008. So 14 years I've been doing weddings my gosh. and kind of by default, because I was going to get into corporate event planning. Cause that was my background and like fundraisers and big, like Capitol Hill events. And then 2008 happened with the economy and all corporate events went by the wayside. So I was like, how hard can weddings be? It's fine. I got married. And then 2020 happens. 
<laughs> I mean, and so, it's like everything you've ever known. Like, gone. Yeah. Yes. So I'm sure you've seen like crazy trends throughout all the years, like from, I don't know, like there was like black and white trends and then you had some like pops of reds and then just like, or different Chevron. Yeah. All different and, like, things. Burlap, like yeah. glitter burlap. Yeah, yeah. I know. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so entertaining. So I'm assuming these are themes of weddings. Oh yeah. 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 Just like, you know, for there's... us, for us men, what exactly are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. Like what, really like what Pinterest has told you at the time, or I find that weddings are usually like five, well, maybe three years behind like fashion trends. So we're on this like lag. So I imagine there's going to be some kind of like acid wash denim situation. (laughs) You know what? It's velvet scrunchy. That's such a good point because I remember working a wedding with you and seeing neon, like the first time seeing a neon sign yeah. at a wedding. And I yeah. was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so cool. And then it became like a huge thing. So you though, yeah. specifically, you're ahead of the trends, I would say. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you gotta be. I totally am. Yeah. <laughs> so, so what kind of advice? So like, obviously our podcast is like husband and wife relationship. And I know that when people think about weddings, it's very heavily focused on the bride. How do you yes. incorporate the groom? That was literally the one question I had for you. I was like, Alex, this probably podcast will be mostly you and Aaron talking because I don't know anything. Exactly. So I'll, I'll ask her the one question. I think every time we hang out, it's Alex and I like, Sorry. Like, Sorry. Oh, I know. I'll chime in like once or twice. <laughs> like a sarcastic time. comment or something. <laughs> just true. I just want to be involved in the convo. <laughs> right, right. That was going to be my one question to ask you. Like, what do the, like the fiance, the, you know, what do the guys do? Because I really didn't do much for ours. Not because well, I didn't want to, it's because I didn't know what I was supposed to do. You didn't know what to do. So I think what's important is I think people go about planning their weddings kind of like ass backwards. So they go right into like the flowers and the colors and the bridesmaid dresses. But what I always recommend is that when you start planning your wedding as a couple, I think there's a few things that are really helpful. One is like, if you guys, so we, I always say to everybody, like, what do you want your guests to say when they leave your wedding weekend? That's the first question you need to ask. I don't care what the, you served on the menu. I don't care DJ versus band. Like what is the vibe that you want them to take away? And then from there we work backwards. And what I think is cool as a couple, when you're getting married, I think it can be a really good learning experience to like figure out how you make decisions, but also figure out what you guys like and what makes you happy, you know? And, and so from there, like, do you travel? What do you like to do when you travel? What do you cook at home? And then that way it's not so much focused on like the, the aesthetic of it all. That's obviously important, but like, what is a couple do you guys like to do? Like, what's your personality as a couple? If you like to sit at home and like watch, like binge watch a show, or do you go out and like, I don't know, drink like vodka and Gatorade. I don't, whatever, Perfect. you know, yeah. <laughs> elements to like bring your guests into your story to really yeah. make custom to you guys. And also starting to think, what is your story? You know, cause like the wedding, I mean, obviously duh, but like the wedding is not the end. <laughs> the wedding is like very much the beginning and marriage is hard and relationships are hard and you're going to get mad at each other. But when you're planning your wedding, what are those things you can pull in that actually like make it personal and you, and cool, not just like personal, like koozies, but like what's cool <laughs> about your wedding. So like for, your wedding to me was so you guys. I right? say for example, was our entrance into Amazing. the reception oh, right. was that 
funny video we made of right. how we met on Tinder. Right. Like, cause some people do like the bridal party entrances and we just were like, we're just going to have a video. <laughs> yeah. And like, even me, like I know you guys obviously. And Alex, I feel like I've known you for like a million years and in this industry, but like that was like, oh, these guys are hilarious. And like your, your cornhole boards are like your ridiculous faces on them. Like you're hilarious and everyone got it. If you come to it, not trying to like outdo your friend's wedding or not trying to like check the boxes of what you think you need to have at your wedding, then to me, it really can be a really cool start of your, like building upon your relationship. Cause I think it's, you know, it's all blissful and happy-ish before you're married and before the wedding. I mean, uh, bumps it yeah. in the road, but like then the marriage begins and then that's the important bumps. part. <laughs> yeah. It gets real. Yeah. 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 So what do you, where, like if someone were to get engaged today, where do they start? Cause I always forget, like we've been in the industry for so long. And so for me, I think it's second nature. I'm like, oh, duh, this is what you're supposed to do. But a lot of, I forget so many times, obviously this is the first time that a bride is being a bride or a groom is being a groom, you know, where would you suggest people start? Like, what is the first thing that they should do when they get engaged? To go back to that one question, like the most important question you need to ask yourselves is what do you want guests to say about your wedding? in like, they had an amazing time. They got to know our, each other. Um, you know, we've had brides that are like, that I was the most beautiful bride ever. And this was the most insane looking wedding they've ever seen. Right. Okay. That's a statement. Or it's like that this was the greatest party of all time. So I just think it's like the two of you sitting down with like a glass of wine or champagne, or just celebrating this conversation. Cause I think, you know, to your point, Jen, like people do feel like, like grooms do feel like, I don't know what to do. How do I get started? So if you guys sit down and make it fun. And then the next thing you need to do is also talk to like any voting member of your wedding. So your parents, like whoever is like really voting member. That's a good Because it's like, I, to me, that says like who's involved financially because that's who has to say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 100%. Or, who, or whose opinion matters to you, you know, like right. the important ones. Yeah. Because you want to know, you want to get them involved in the beginning, one, because you want them to be involved and two, like to mitigate any craziness that might be down the road, you know, um, and get them involved with it and then start thinking about how many people, who would you invite if you can invite everyone? How much do you want to spend? Like all of those conversations, I think have to happen in the very beginning, because once you get the train rolling of wedding planning and you're excited about a venue, or a band or a photographer or videographers. Yes. <laughs> like it's going, you're done, you know? And so if you don't have those like really important questions answered in the beginning, I think like we have these five questions that we go over with people because it's, it's all about like the big picture and then the nitty gritty. And then you start the planning, not responding the other way around. Right. Have you yeah. ever had a couple get so like stressed? I mean, obviously probably not because that's like your job as the planner is to mitigate their stress and like take on that role. Um, right. but have you ever had anyone completely like stop in their tracks and be like, you know what, we don't want to do this anymore. Like we're yeah. going to do something smaller yeah. and absolutely. scale down. Yeah, really? absolutely. I have had couples that have called it off and just like ran to Vegas. I think <laughs> What happens with that? Or they just like go to the courthouse and like send a selfie to their parents. I think, that, I, I think the thing that always happens with that is why that happens. And it does, I mean, I've probably had 10 times over 14 years. Um, and I don't even know how many weddings, hundreds. 
Um, But I would say it's happened because the couple is so not on the same page. They are so far from being on the same page. I can do nothing about that. Like I can't make your groom be more involved. I can't make her be less of like a meanie to your mom, like whatever. (laughs) So um, I think it's whenever there's like parents get involved that just real, like they just want to run with it. I think that's what it is. And because you lose sight of it. The yeah, I mean, I think that weddings get this bad rep of like, it's the most stressful time of your life. Like you've been dreaming of this moment for so long, but like, it's really, again, like what you I mean, said, what's on. after your wedding? It is, right. it's like, about your marriage. Wedding is the most stressful time of your life. Uh, you need to go to a therapist. Like, <laughs> honestly, yeah, perspective. Yeah. Like go volunteer at a homeless shelter. Because <laughs> I think what happens is certain personalities tend to like, revel in that of like, man, I'm crazy. But like, wait till you have kids and you're not, you haven't slept for four weeks straight. You finally get the kid to sleep and your dog's barking and you know, you forgot to pay your bills and you haven't slept, you know, the important parts of life. Right. 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 So hold on. We should backtrack just a little bit for people who don't know anything about the wedding industry or what entails an event planner. I personally didn't even know what that was for a wedding yeah. before our own wedding. You know, when Alex was saying we need one, I was like, what? why? What are you talking about? And yeah. I didn't realize how much you were involved. Even my mother, my mom, I love my mom. When she gives a compliment, like that's a big deal. And yeah. she praised you for what you Aww. did the day of our wedding. She still talks about it. She's like, Erin was amazing. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. So I'm, I'm like, okay, great. So what does it actually entail to be a wedding planner? So there's all different types of planners and different like levels of service. Our specialty is really full service and design. So working with couples from the time that they get engaged or parents, like we work, we're in the South. So we work a lot with moms and um, cause their daughters and sons are like in medical school or up in New York city or something like that. So, and we work with them um, like how we simplify it is we wedding to us planning is in three phases. So phase one is like the big picture. Where is it happening? How much is this going to cost? Who's involved? How many people? All of that. Phase two is the part that like, you know, is like my favorite thing. And that's the design. So what is this going to look like? What is the vibe? What is the feeling that people get when they get to your day? And then the third is like the logistics, timelines and all of that. So we walk our couples through all of that. And the reason why I love the design part of it is back to like your initial question of like, how does the groom get involved? We want to know like, what's your favorite restaurant? Where do you guys travel? Like, we had a couple a while ago that they lived in Boston and they were like, we can't ever afford this couch, but we freaking love it. And it was so weird. It was like a patchwork velvet couch, but it was so cool. And like, so like, what are the things that you like as a couple? And then how does that get told through your wedding to me? How do you incorporate that in your wedding? Yeah. Yeah. Um, So we kind of try to make sure things are getting done. They're staying on track. I am not the planner you hire to keep you on budget. I'm going to keep you on track of that. But like, we also like make sure that like you're making your payments. So just making sure that like you're getting things done when you need to, we're handling stress when it happens. Like if vendors, I mean, 2020, I don't know. I I don't know how couples did it without a planner. I really don't without losing their minds. Like Mm -hmm. we spent so many hours and days just on the phone, rescheduling and contracting and all of that. So our job is really to make sure that you enjoy the planning process. I always say, regardless of like how big of a scale it is, that's, that's our job. And to make 
make sure that you focus on what you need to. Time management and logistics, I think is what really resonated with me with using mm-hmm. you. Like you really helped out with that and you made yeah. the wedding day run so smoothly. Well, Also, one thing that I've just noticed being in the industry is brides get so stressed if they don't have a middleman or a point two oh, person totally. because yeah. if your florist is late, they're, who are they going to talk to? Your mom isn't going to plan. Like, Nor should she is, have to. Right, nor should like, she have to. Like, yeah. When people try to get like their friends and family involved as like lovely as that sounds, no one wants do to do it. that. Yeah. Do it. Right. I mean, it's like, then, then cut back. I always say, if you're going to make your family and friends, like do the hard work at your wedding, then cut back your guests by 30 people and hire somebody. Like right. it's not appropriate. Like you wouldn't come, you wouldn't come to my dinner, my home and, and like to have dinner. And I'd be like, Hey, do you mind vacuuming? Like, <laughs> yeah. no, it's right. not appropriate. Right. So I'm sure you saw this, but it said, I don't know who came up with this number, but someone in the industry said there will be an estimated of 2.5 million weddings in 2022, which is the most the U.S. has seen since 1984. So what do you think that that means for couples getting married in 2022, like budget wise, or do they need to get ahead of things now? Like when do you get started in regards to timeline of an engagement? So I would say if we're looking at 2022 and you're you're looking right now at 2022. Number one, you have got to be flexible. There is no, you cannot go in with a preconceived notion of where and when, you know, October 10th at this venue at 7 p.m., 300 people. It's just not going to happen. If you have a spot to tent right now, tent. Um, <laughs> because there's just, we're so, you know, we're so short on venues for these couples. I also think like 2023 is not that far off. So if you can wait, wait. Or just go smaller. I think like if I'm about to be married 15 years this year, and I feel like if I were getting married right now, I would have the best dinner party you've ever gone to for 50 of my favorite people. We Mm -hmm. would have the best wine pairings and the greatest band, like cool music and like just create like a dining and like experience and then, then like crush the party, you know, like just something stupid. Well, because um, do you feel like, well, is that where a lot of money goes is within the number of people that you have? Yeah. And when you're looking at numbers in like the two hundreds, that's a really hard, like those venues are limited. So mm-hmm. I think right now, like if couples really focus on the experience side of it for their guests versus like this big bash it's going to be something they never forget. You know, I did a wedding on Friday for 60 people and it was awesome. It was, it was awesome. This couple, they were both doctors and they met during COVID and got married during COVID and then had their party. That was really cool. Um, but I just think it's, you have to be flexible. You also have to jump on vendors. You cannot, I see a lot of times where brides, especially, I mean, and, and grooms, but mostly like they have like planning paralysis is what I call it. They can't make a decision on the photographer. They can't make a decision on the videographer or the venue and you're going to lose it. You know, there's just not. We're already booked next year. We're like done taking weddings. We're completely booked for 2023. And I'm asking for 2023 also. Mm -hmm. I just got one for 2023 and I almost like had a panic attack, Um, (laughs) but I know, but like, I just don't, you know, we're, we're swamped too. Like the, we don't have the capacity. I mean, we will make it, but I just, you have to be able to be flexible and patient and also understanding like these expectations that couples used to have with vendors of like, you want my wedding. I want to, you know, like, or you better respond to me within 24 hours. Like that's out the window because- Mm -hmm. 
right now, I mean, as a planner, like we're dealing with labor shortage and product shortage and production issues and all of that. So I would say if you're getting engaged right now, like I would wait till 2023 or do something smaller because 2022 is booked. So we have a friend um, that's getting married what next year, November, Abby. Yeah. Abby's getting married. She was on our podcast earlier. Yeah. Yeah. He's renting a house at the beach. I'm like, that is such a great idea. 50 people. They were like, you know what? We're just going to, instead of going and getting a venue, we're going to do a weekend long experience with 50 of our closest people. Yeah. Do you feel like that is becoming more of a trend? Like people investing more money into, or more of their time and energy into like smaller events as opposed to spreading themselves thin with larger parties? I think so. And I personally think it's better. Like we'll do big weddings, obviously. But for me, if we can take like the same budget we would have had for 200 people. And maybe it's less, but maybe it's not. And put that at 50 people. I mean, you can plan, like you were saying, like a weekend and like excursions and, you know, like a lobster boil on the beach and like for Thursday and then something's on Friday. So yeah, I think it's gonna, we were already leaning towards experiential weddings. I mean, I spoke at a conference at this, like in 2019 of December, and it was all about that. If couples are doing smaller, they're doing more experiential and intentional stuff, just by nature of like this generation of what people are, it's important, you know, travel and dining. It's not the big houses and the fancy cars. It's like, we just plan this like awesome vacation to like Italy. And then we're going to, you know, all these things. So I think we were already leaning towards that. And I think 2022 was like, oh yeah, this is what important to us. Do you think that's going to change on Long Island? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Long Island with the capital uh, venues. Well, they're, they're just all, yeah. All the ballrooms are there, you know, but there's going to always be a market for something like that. But I do think, you know, moving forward, we've seen that people are looking towards doing smaller destinations, like more experiential weddings, but. Oh, I was was just gonna say, I do think like regionally too. It also just depends on your family and what's it, you know, like even down here in in North, I'm in North Carolina. And like, I think they still want these big Southern weddings too, Mm -hmm. but I love the experiential stuff, you know? Right. So we have a segment, we're going to skip ahead a little bit. We usually do a segment called give it to me straight, where we answer questions that our listeners write in and someone wrote my, and I thought this was perfect for you. So I want to ask you, my fiance and I, I recently got engaged. Our first step before doing anything is to create a budget that we stick to. My question for you is what are some good resources to look into creating a budget? Do you have any advice on how to start the budget? Would love any advice on both of these things. So budgeting information that is put up there is so bogus because I think the not, and I, I, I'm probably, someone can probably correct me, but I think recently it was like, the average wedding budget is 23,500. I don't know what that's getting you. If you're going to a venue, you're done at, Mm -hmm. you know, so so rates are actually going up and like increasing every year. I mean, was was it doing that before COVID too? Yeah. Our tent was that much money about. Right. (laughs) Right. Well, you're also putting it over a pool. Right. Right. Well, I mean, again, and it depends on, it depends on number. It depends on how many people you're having and it depends on what, right. Again, and I don't mean to sound like a broken record. What is in, before you even start the budget, like don't even get in that conversation first. What is important to you guys as a couple? What is important? And then I need you to like, think about, I hate when, well, let me say this. If you don't have a budget, you like, you don't know what you're doing with your budget. That means to me that there's flexibility in your budget, right? I always say like my biggest regret for my wedding was that, and I don't recommend getting into credit card debt, but like 
why didn't we just put $5,000 on our credit card? And we, cause we were paying it ourselves and we were broke as hell. My wedding was interesting. Why didn't we just like find that wiggle room of $5,000 or whatever, because it would have brought us a lot more breathing room. So what I always recommend, I think if you're looking so say your budget, let's just say $30,000, your budget, right? Have that number and you can't go over it. Then I want you to think about like, okay, what's important to me? Is it a great band? Well, the band's probably going to cost you $8,000 cause there's nothing worse than a bad band. Right. Or so more. like, I'd rather you have a killer DJ than like an, a mediocre band. So finding out like where you want to spend your money and then what's important to you guys. Like, is it a full five hour bar with like everything? Is it like a plated sit down dinner with 20 past hors d'oeuvres, whatever it is, because you can't, everything can't be important to you when you have mm-hmm. limits and everyone has limits for their budget. It's just, you know, is it right. $10,000 or a hundred? Right. That, and that was something for us. Like I knew that I wanted Josh Vietti, an electric violinist, but I was like, yep. I can't have him on top of a band. So we got our friend who's a DJ, same thing with florals. But now looking back, I'm like, wow, I really wish that I invested more into florals because our florist was three hours late to our wedding. <laughs> minor, minor details, minor details. The past is the past. <laughs> Do you think there's any areas that you could cut cost in? I don't know that yeah. you've seen throughout the years doing these. Like, weddings. where do you think that people like think that it's unnecessary important to spend, spending? Yeah. May, maybe like a yeah. uh, what are they called? Not a brochure. What are they called? A wedding program. A program. Yeah. yeah. Are those necessary? They're not necessary, but like they're not that like that hundred and fifty dollars, two hundred, three dollars is not going to gonna make a big yeah. deal. Where I think okay, so the areas the pitfalls that people run into is they hire their photographer before they've hired their venue or they've booked their venue or their entertainment. You have to have like this holistic picture of your budget. If you like a photographer that's $10,000 and your budget is 50, that's a problem. For your budget, I always say your food and beverage and venue has to be around 40 to 45% of your budget. Then from there we can fill in. But so many times we'll see couples, there's a really popular venue here in Raleigh and like they book this venue and then they include the bar and it's already like three quarters of their budget, but they still want it to look pretty. So I think the areas where you can definitely save on are florals in that if you're using, like, if you're not so specific about this flower type or whatever. And then I think like also food and beverage, like that's really, that's where it really gets you up there. Tried and true way to cut back on your budget is always going to be guest count end of the day, all day long. And I don't mean cutting two guests. What I always say is if you're going to cut guests, cut eight to 10, because that's a whole table. That's another linen. That's another centerpiece, like all of those things. So really cutting back on, you just have to decide like what's important to you. If it's everyone there, then let's talk about cool stations. And, you know, so I don't know. I just think I'm not trying to be vague, but like, it's so, it varies so much couple to couple. Depends on what's a priority to you. So yeah. But, but I would say, um, to their question about like good resources, I'm not a fan of the knots budgeting. I think it's very antiquated and doesn't take into like account like regional stuff. What I want you to do right now, if you're deciding on your budget, look at some top venues that would be like your dream, then sit down with the cost of them. And what do they include? Do they include tables and chairs? You know, like you guys for your wedding, Mm -hmm. you had to rent like every fork for your guests, like everything because it was at your parents' home. So, or do you go to a hotel venue that has the tables and chairs and all of that? 
And then you can compare apples to apples. That's really important. So kind of get a a gauge of what the costs are in your area and then start looking at like photographer. Like you can get a really good photographer. I would say like a a decent solid photographer for like $8,500. People are probably gasping. Like you could also do less than that. (laughs) Right. right. I should preface all of this by like, I'm my photographer was $2,100 when I got married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, right. Everything is relative. It just just depends on like what, like you said, your priorities are like where you are, what your budget is. But, you know, I also am a true believer that you get what you pay for. You can find, however, people who are super talented, who are starting their craft if you are on a strict budget. But But when there's red flags, there's red flags. Like don't force someone to make it work. But I think, you know, so I definitely think it's like take a gauge in your venue, in your area about what things cost. Talk to your friends that got married. I think what happens is couples go, oh, this budget will work it's fine. I'm going to book this venue because I want it. And like, you don't have food for your guests now because you've spent it all on your venue or you don't have tablecloths, right? Things like that. So I think it's kind of like taking a gauge and then talk, like I said, just ask, check in some venues and see what they cost. That should be 45% of your budget. I really would love it not to be at 50, you know? So like, and then go backward and then kind of fill in the rest of the pieces. Well, I think that's uh, super helpful, more helpful than again, any, um, thing that the knot is going to tell you. I think it's just like you said, everything's different depending on where you live yeah. and then, um, what year it is, because I think that they haven't updated that in years. I'm like, Oh, I don't think it's been, I don't think it's been updated since like I started my business. Well, right, Cause I think that they were like, Oh, videographer budget, 1500. I'm like, okay. You can, planner, $800. Yeah, like, exactly. Exactly. Well, Erin, yeah. thank you so much for joining oh, our you. podcast. Um, yeah. if there's any like quick nugget of advice for someone on their wedding day that you would say like going into their wedding, just a one-liner, like what would it be? It is not that deep. Okay. <laughs> it's just supposed to be fun. This is supposed yep. to be a celebration. I, was, you know, was Aaron, the one who told us, cause the only thing I remember from our wedding day really is yes, us. Take, she did. Yes. Us, you said, take a moment to be by yourselves and like, Oh yeah. Embrace the day because no, it's so funny. Okay. So it's from you. So I stole that from you. Cause I tell every that, couple okay. that, cause well, that's what about, I remember. It's about cocktail hour. Cause I think a lot of times couples just like want to oh, be involved yeah. in every moment of, of the entire day because you, it goes so quickly. And of course like, you it don't want to miss out, but that's like the one part of the day we didn't join cocktail hour. And we just spent that time, like in my parents' kitchen, enjoying our own cocktails yeah. and hors d'oeuvres. And we really just loved that. Um, taking it all in while everyone yeah, was because putting... you're going to get captured by your aunt that you haven't seen in 20 years. Don't go to cocktail hour. Don't do yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thank you again, Erin, yes, so you. much. Yeah, and thank you guys. We will talk to you soon. All right. Bye. 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 Gosh, I love Erin. She's the best. But we've completely forgot to to tell her where to, to find her. Yeah. Plug her. We got to plug yeah. her. Right. Like we're noobs. We haven't had a guest on in so long. I feel like usually at the end, we're always like, tell everyone where they could find you. So if you guys want to find Erin, you could find her on Instagram at McLean Events or the Virtual Wedding Planner. But I think on Instagram, it's the Virtual Wed Planner. Awesome. Yeah, that was good. That was a lot of knowledge like that I didn't know anyways. Right. Like being in the industry and still not knowing. There's right. just so like weddings are so involved. There's so much we that goes into We assume that it. we know it because we're part of it, but yeah. you really don't know. Everyone's no. everyone's job is different. So you different. Know? So. Yeah. But so let's jump into our segment, John. Are you ready? Would, Would you, you rather? rather? I had someone send me one. Ooh. Okay. Are you jealous? I you am should be. jealous. I am jealous. Okay. Do you want to go first or you want me to go first? 
You go first. Okay, John. Would you rather never travel again or never use the internet again? Never travel again. Really? Yeah, because when I'm like 60 and I can't move, I want to be able to use the internet at my house. So you would like play Call you, of Duty, you have to stay watch in this Netflix. Same state though. I'm talking like state. You are stuck in this state for the rest of your life. We might be broke when we're old and we won't be able to go anywhere. So <laughs> who knows? I would, I still want the internet. A hundred percent. We use the internet for everything all day long. Yeah, I don't know. I think I would I would say never use the internet again. Really? Because if if people around me still have the internet and could use it, I'd be like, hey, how do I get here? Because I feel like it'd be more for like directions. So you, you'd be like, hey, if you never saw Game of Thrones, you'd be like, hey, tell me about Game of Thrones because you wouldn't be able to watch it. But TV is different than the internet. That's Netflix. It's on HBO. Or- but it was hosted on the television the television like i could still watch tv i just have to watch it live or i could still record it because it's not the internet fine whatever think about how many years people survived without the internet yeah they were fucking miserable (laughs) i'm sure they're like this is terrible as long as you could still (laughs) use the internet i would just use you as the extension for me oh god okay great (laughs) so just more work for you okay so my would you rather i had it written down and then i think i erased everything on my phone so what i think it said was would you rather be married to someone who is gorgeous but thinks you're ugly or someone that's ugly that thinks you're gorgeous i'd rather be married to someone who's ugly that thinks i'm gorgeous like, I want you to think that like I'm... No, no, but you're not like, you're not attracted to that person. Oh, okay. I don't give a shit because to me, like, again, looks fade. I would rather someone be obsessed with me. If you're not obsessed with me, I don't want to be with you. <laughs> like, you need to, you need to think that I am literally the hottest thing to walk the planet. Yeah, but you're not attracted to your significant other. So what? So you're not going to want to bone them. Who says that? The question. That's the question. <laughs> well, I mean... You don't You're not have gonna to be, be attracted to someone to bone them. Well, why would you? I mean, also, you could like take care of that yourself if you really wanted to. Again, I would. Well, what's the point so of you being would, married? So you would rather. I'd rather, would rather. I'd rather my significant other just think I'm so ugly, but I'm so attracted. But then, yeah. like, but then it goes both ways. Like, who's to say that they're going to bone chase, you? It's then? a chase for me. Who's going to like? Who's <laughs> to say that then? Like, if I'm so beautiful and I'm not attracted to you, then then like, wh- why would I want to fuck you? I don't know. I guess. <laughs> No, you picked that one. I'm gonna pick the other one. I'm gonna be the most beautiful thing that walks the planet to to my. Because you're gonna get attention from other people, not from them. I don't care if anyone else thinks I'm beautiful. I just want my significant other to be so obsessed with me. Okay. Just how you are. This is what it is in real life, John. So I don't know why you would. No, I think it's the opposite. I think it's the opposite. Do you want to (laughs) die? Change your answer. Of course, I'm obsessed with you. I'm with you 24-7. Guys, don't worry. I don't have a gun to John's head. <laughs> Alex is the... Be- Do you want me to read this? Alex is the best person in the world. No, the most beautiful. You I'm sorry. That. Alex is the most beautiful person in the world. And has the fattest ass. The fattest ass. <laughs> Anyways, okay. So I asked John yesterday. I was like, John, do I have a fat ass? And he goes, it's athletic. I was like, no, that's not, <laughs> not the answer I wanted. I said, and we're going to try this again. This podcast John, is give it to you straight. I said, John, do I have a fat ass? And he goes, it's athletic. <laughs> you have an athletic booty. John, you have a strong booty. I want to have a fat ass. Well, then just do, tell me what I want to hear. You have a fat ass. I just hate. I can't lie. I'm just not a liar and I have a guilty conscience. So you're not obsessed with me. You What's considered a fat ass? You don't think I'm the most beautiful thing that's I do the think you're the most beautiful thing. But I don't think you have like a truck 
<laughs> of an ass. I think you have an athletic built booty. You're very tone. Am I saying something wrong? I'm getting nervous. I'm like literally getting nervous right now. You should be always oh nervous. <laughs> Can we move on now? Let's move on. What's the next okay, so category? We asked each other our would you rathers. All right. So we did answer one question from the Give It To Me Straight segment with Aaron. Um, so we we have one more question and here we go. So this is technically question number two. My boyfriend and I have been together for almost three years. His last relationship ended with her cheating on him, and that was about a year before we started dating. She was one of his coworkers, and since then has moved to a different location, but in the same field. She still lives in the town we live in, but doesn't have any contact with him at all since the breakup. I was at home alone one day watching TV and decided to put on some YouTube. Me and my boyfriend the night prior had just watched a hilarious video, and I wanted to watch it again. So I went to the history section to find it, and I see a video that it showed he had watched that day while he was at work. It was a video of his ex at a doctor's office getting chiropractic adjustments. The business had made a video promoting their work and did a 15 minute long video interviewing her about her back pain and prior injuries, etc. I also see he actually typed in it to search for the specific video. It also showed he watched the entire video. I had a plan to confront him when he got home and ask him about why he would be watching a video of his ex on YouTube and how he even discovered it or knew about it being on there, but I chickened out and didn't want to start an argument. It has now been over a month, and while I am not as upset about it now since some time has passed, it still kind of hurts that he would be so interested in watching some random video of her on YouTube. Does he miss her? Does he still have contact with her? I'm confused as to why he would watch the entire video of which was super boring and weird. I don't know if too much time has passed to where it would be weird, I also don't want him to think I was spying or snooping on his stuff. So that wasn't my intention at all. I don't know what to think of it. What do you guys think? I don't think that this means that they're communicating with each other. I think that he's just curious as to like what she's up to. You know, like I think a lot of people get jealous with when it comes to exes, but you have to remember that an ex was in someone's life for a certain amount of time, you know, and they're, it didn't just, they don't just disappear. So I think that like, to think that your partner is never curious about like what is going on, you know, or what their ex is up to, even after all these years, like for me, I don't think about my exes every day, but sometimes like, I don't know, a year later, I'm like, oh, I wonder what so-and-so is doing. And it's not because I miss them. It's just like, sometimes I think you, it's just out of curiosity. Like I wouldn't get mad if I saw that you were like, oh, my ex is doing this now. Interesting. Blah, blah, blah. No, I agree. We actually agree on the answer to this because, I mean, I've done that before. I, I want to know what people are, that's been in my life in the past are doing, whether it's a girlfriend or like a long lost did, did friend. They, did they upgrade? Did they downgrade? Exactly. <laughs> Was I the, 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 the peak, the, of, the peak their... of their dating life or did they surpass me? I think the issue is it comes down to like if the person does miss them and if they're obsessive over them, like that's when you run into problems it's like i don't want my current partner obsessing over what their ex is doing or missing them like i want them to be confident in what we have but to me if you guys have been together for three years he he really just might have been curiously like snooping as to what so do you think she says something or she doesn't say something i mean i would probably bring something up but i wouldn't come at it in like a annoyed standpoint also don't do it in a passive aggressive way because no. i would lose my mind if that's i hate i hate that that's sometimes how people 
open up me. convo. That is me. It's so immature, I know. It's so <laughs> immature and just like to open up convo that way already starts in, on a negative tone. Well, I think obviously the sooner the better. Like you, you, I would have probably brought it up the second you saw it. Um, but I do, I don't think that it's bad to bring it up now because honestly, if it's going to keep bothering you, don't just sweep it under the rug. I would say something and just bring it up as, and say like, Hey, by the way, I was looking at videos on YouTube and I saw that you had typed in so-and-so's name. Like, was there, was that for like educational purposes or were you just curious as to like what's going on? Cause I think that no, because that's, I still don't think that's how you, that's not how you feel about it. You could be like, listen, the other day I saw that you typed in blah, blah's name. I've been trying to like brush it off. Like this isn't a big deal, but for some reason it has been bothering me. And just out of curiosity, what were your intentions? What were your intentions with that? Yeah. Wow, John, that was a good, that was a good response. Sometimes, sometimes, sometimes you're good at I got some thoughts in this tank, baby. You know, we didn't sing with Aaron. Come, Come Wow. Ready? <laughs> Communication. That's what it's about, baby. Mm -hmm. It's true. Yeah. I don't think that he had ill intent. I think it's just someone who's curious about someone in their past and what they're doing, what they're up to now. Yeah, I agree. So anyways, I think that's all that we have today. If you guys want to find us on Instagram, you could find us at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. If you want to email us any of your burning questions, you could email us at hello at Give It To Me Straight Podcast. You could go to our website at Give It To Me Straight Podcast.com. And we are now on TikTok at Give It To Me Straight. Whoop, whoop. We will see you guys next week. Ciao, ciao. Bye. Bye.